This show is brought to you by thegamecubeiscool.com. To find download links to our episodes, follow us on social media, or shop in our store, it's all there. Created by Mike Lane Studios. The GameCube was cool. Hosted by Mike Lane and Neil Gilbert. Oh, Mike, it's been so long since I talked to you. So long. Like, just years. I can't believe it's been a week already since we recorded episode 30. It's been a week since we recorded episode 30. That's how our recording schedule works. Every week. Come on, Neil. Every week we record <laughs> totally not 10 seconds apart from one episode to the next or anything, right? <laughs> totally not. Totally not. <laughs> totally not. Well, like we said, this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. We're not talking about much game, no GameCube games today, other than GameCube games that we already basically talked about. This is going to be episode 30.5, Side Mission Part 2. Obviously, we did a side mission part one earlier this year. If you haven't listened to it, it's episode 13.5. We talked about games on the road. Um, This week, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of things from 2020. But before we get into that, Mike, we had a little bit of a stats game we wanted to play to start off this episode. You mentioned that we have our list of top five downloaded episodes from the first 60 days of being live, correct? That's right. That's kind of a confusing statement, so I'm sure people are like, what? What did you just say? Uh, It's not fun unless you know stats. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Basically, we're just interested to see what episodes do best in their first two months, because that's a a pretty fair way to judge how an episode is doing uh, amongst all of you. We did something like this on episode 25, just to see what, what the best downloaded episodes are of all time. This one is just broken down into 60 days only. So That's right. Very different. So, Neil, why don't you uh, give us your first guess? And so we'll do the same thing. You get a point, right, if you get it in the in the uh, correct order, and you get 0.5 for the game. Okay, let me get a sheet of paper out here so just so I can... All right, so for the fifth most popular episode, I'm going to say episode 13, Star Fox Adventures, Eternal Darkness, and Cubivore. <clears throat> that is number seven. Damn Weird it. story, Neil. Zero points. Okay, fine. I'm going to say for the fourth episode, episode 10, The Dreamcast. Uh, I'm sorry, Neil. That is episode. Or sorry, that is number eleven. Wow. Okay, I'm terrible at this. <laughs> uh, all right. So for number three, I'm gonna have episode two, Luigi's Mansion. Uh, I'm sorry. Neil. Oh my god. I'm gonna get no points today. <laughs> Luigi's Mansion is number twelve. Wow. Okay. I'm. I'm not even close. Uh, number two, episode fifteen, Sunshine. Ding 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 ding. Super Mario Sunshine is on this list, but it is at. Not number two. Okay, so I have a half a point. That's great. <laughs> Let's see if I can get number one. You'll listen to his own podcast. I am not even. I'm not even <laughs> confident at number one now. I'm gonna say it's the launch day episode. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. sorry. That doesn't even yeah. make the top ten because the first sixty days of our launch, there weren't as many people listening to us. That's true. I didn't take that into account. Okay. Yes. So, Mike, why don't you give me the real list of our top five downloaded games in the first 60 days of being live? Our top five most downloaded games in the first 60 days are number one, Super Mario Sunshine. Hmm. Number two, Animal Crossing. Number three, uh, Melee. Number four, Crash Bandicoot. And number five, Tony Hawk. Nice. Okay, so what's the oldest game on that list? Is that uh, Melee? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay. Number three. That's a that's a good that's a good smattering of games. I'm happy to see Crash Bandicoot on that list actually, and Tony Hawk. I was uh I was a little I was surprised that uh, Crash Bandicoot got to make it that high, but honestly, I think it's because we did a really good episode for Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> that was one of my favorites, and that's also a good lead in Neil because let's recap 
the year that was. Okay, let's do it. But first, I'm going to go through our housekeeping speech. Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode 30.5, Side Mission, part two of the GameCube was Cool podcast. We have new episodes every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other podcast services. If you haven't already, take a moment to subscribe to us on whatever service you use so you don't miss an episode. We are the number one GameCube podcast on the internet. We're here to look back on all 555 North American GameCube games, one by one, sometimes 12 by 12. Visit thegamecubewascool.com where you will find our social media channels, episodes available to download, and you can leave us reviews. You can also explore our lovely store. Christmas is right around the corner, and we think your grandma's bathroom would look great with our bathroom mat. The website was developed by our very own Mike Lane. That's me. That's you. Last week, we talked about the Polar Express and a bunch of uh, Christmas video games that we uncovered in our 27 years of life. Check it out if you haven't already. This week is part one of three of our little holiday side mission saga. Uh, Mike and I are taking a few weeks off to uh, to just enjoy the holidays with our friends and family. So we'll be back on January 7th with our regular content. Um, but today, Mike, let's talk about uh, the GameCube is Cool podcast highlights of 2020 to start off. Let's do it. So to start off, for real, Neil, to start off, we will be uh, doing a little speed run of the year that was. Episode one was our launch day. We talked about games like Wave Race, Blue Storm, Batman Vengeance, and Super Monkey Ball. It was our first episode, Neil. It was pretty cool. We did it. It was pretty cool. It was also very rough when you go back and listen to it now. But then we had episode two, which was Luigi's Mansion, where we had our friend of the show, Zaffer, join us for the very first time. And I also made a bunch of references to Scooby-Doo. <laughs> episode three was the soccer episode. One of my personal favorites, we had friend of the show, Marty Thompson, on to talk about the Gizmondo, which is <laughs> one of the best things I've ever found in my life. Nice. And then we went on to episode four, which was Shameless Clones. I don't remember any, <laughs> any games from that episode. Oh, Vex. Vex. We talked about Vex on that episode. We talked about Vex on that episode. <laughs> <laughs> the only game I remember. All right. It's okay because episode six, we, or episode five, we talked about a AAA game, Pikmin, one of Neil's favorites. And we had Ramon join us to talk about blue Pikmin memes. Yes, Blue Pikmin memes were fun. But then episode six, we talked about extreme sports from 2001 to 2002. That's when we finally found the hidden gem BMX XXX. <laughs> Thank you, Victor and Gavin, for showing us that. Yes. Episode 7 was Super Smash Bros. Melee, the episode that everyone was waiting for. Of course, this episode you can go back to forever because it's Melee. And we had mm -hmm. special bit guests Dan Kerr and Nathaniel Rubinon talking about this wonderful gem for the GameCube. We're just waiting for Nintendo to shut that episode down any day now. <laughs> <laughs> episode 8, we had unplayable games from 2001 to 2002. I think we talked about Casper on that episode. Again, I don't remember anything we talked about there. Did we have any guests on for that episode? I feel bad. I don't think we did. Okay. Episode 9, though, we did have guests. It was The Simpsons, Road Rage, and Hit and Run. We had John, Harrison, and Annika to talk about these crazy titles and just how Hit and Run has no business being a great game, but obviously it's a great game. Mm -hmm. Then we moved on to episode 10 with Sonic and the Dreamcast, which was a very fun episode to do, just to do some uh, research on a console that you and I both pretty much missed completely. We had Zaffer come back onto the show to talk about Sonic, but just a super cool console that we was a lot of fun to summarize. Episode 11, we talked about 20, 20 different arcade sports games. We had Brian, uh, Marty, Harrison. We even had a uh, friend of the show, Braden Kerr, on to talk about NFL Street Volume 2, I believe, and mm -hmm. a lot of, lot of street hits, blitz. All those Zeds, a lot of Midway. All the hits, all the zits, all that good stuff. Episode 12, we talked about Pac-Man and Super Monkey Ball. Uh, that was a really fun episode to do because we got to talk about two two franchises that mean a lot to most gamers, even though not it's nobody's favorite franchise, but it was just a, a cool thing to, to cover. We're going to be talking about more Pac-Man later on, but uh, yeah, that was a pretty enjoyable episode, I thought. Mm -hmm. And then we moved on to Star Fox, Eternal Darkness, and Cubivore. What do they have in common? Well, they were all supposed to be for the N64. Had a great time talking with Jed about Star Fox Adventures, 
going into Eternal Darkness and realizing what a weird game Cubivore is. All weird games. But then we had a little bit of a side mission, Mike, because you and I were at the cottage that week, so we talked about games on the road. That was a fun little, uh, good, cool project to do that's kind of leading us into something that we can do during the holidays and during Christmas breaks now, obviously. So, uh, yeah, that was a fun episode to do. Not specifically about the GameCube, but we also talked about gaming in hotels and with uh, Game Boys and Worm Lights. Speaking of on the road, we talked about burnout and racing games in episode 14, where we took it to the road with Allie, who came on the show, and he mm. knew a lot about racing games that we did not know anything about. But we talked about Burnout 2, which is always considered one of the best games for the console. Mm-hmm. And then episode 15, we had one of our biggest episodes to date, which was Super Mario Sunshine. We had a whole bunch of people join into the call. I don't even want to say names because I'm going to miss people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We had so many people. Mike, you did such a great job editing that episode to make it sound like a radio show, and we had voicemails from every all of our friends join in to talk about their memories of the game a few people trashing the game which um i appreciate when people trash video games but uh, yeah definitely go back and check out the super sun super mario sunshine episode if you haven't already episode 16 we talked about tony hawk games pro skater underground american wasteland there's something else to say one of the best franchises ever jed and stefan joined us to talk about them jed called us from the side of the road <laughs> to make sure that he got his say on tony hawk nice then episode 17 we had football games now that means not soccer games american football games so nfl super bowl and all that jazz that was a fun episode who joined us then was that harrison that was harrison harrison all right episode 18 we talked about animal crossing another triple a game obviously one of the best known games ever especially in 2020 and it was the 18 year anniversary that we did the episode on so that was pretty cool we had kira join us for that one i just realized episode 18 on the 18th anniversary of animal crossing that was very good planning Ooh, i didn't even mean to do that <laughs> <laughs> cool episode 19 was wrestling where we talked about all the wwe or wwf uh, world wildlife foundation of course all those games on the gamecube uh, wrestlemania and uh Day of Reckoning, Harrison joined the show to talk to us about Chris Benoit. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> Episode 20 was Crash Bandicoot Games, where we had Andy and Jess join us and just talk about their backgrounds with the Crash games that weren't for the GameCube because those games for the GameCube were not good. Not fun at all. But then we had episode 21 about two games that were on the GameCube, Time Splitters and Geist, both uh, very popular cult classics on the GameCube. Um, Time Splitters now is like on our top list of games to look for. And Geist is just a weird game that hasn't aged super well, but uh, has its fan base nonetheless. Episode 22 was Crystal Chronicles and RPGs. Zaffir came on, uh, and Jake too, to talk about Crystal Chronicles and just how infuriating that multiplayer is. Gotta have those Game Boy Advance players, Mike. <laughs> but then we went on to episode 23, where we started to get into some Halloween spooky games. We talked about Resident Evil 2, 3, not 4. We talked about Zero and Code Veronica, which was a lot of fun. We had uh, the Game Punks join us. Um, Brian. Who joined us? Brian. And Brian, right. Yes, thank you. I'm trying to remember who it was. <laughs> Episode 24 was Scooby-Doo Games, yep. continuing on the Halloween trend. And it was just in time for Halloween, a uh, day or two before. Talked about Unmasked, Mystery Mayhem, Night of 100 Frights. These games are not great, but we just like to talk about Scooby-Doo in general. I definitely do. I'm playing Night of 100 Frights right now. <laughs> uh, then we talked about another AAA game, Metroid Prime, one of the best games on the console, one of the best games of the generation. Friend of the show, Curtis, joined us, which was a lot of fun. Go back and check out that episode. All you Metroid fans, put your money where your mouth is. Listen to the show, damn it. <laughs> episode 26 was Spider-Man games. Of course, we had to talk about Spider-Man 2. But we talked about Ultimate Spider-Man as well, a game that I love and doesn't really get the credit that it deserves, I think. No, it doesn't. But then we also had, we called it a triple-A day, even though it's not technically <laughs> a triple-A game. It is for us, Neil. <laughs> it is for us, damn it. 007 Nightfire, and we had a bunch of people join us. We had Jason, Matt, Jeff, and Nicola come on to talk to us about the game. 
Such a classic first-person shooter. Very special game to Mike and Mike and Neil. Special game and our longest episode to date, so make sure to check that one out. One of our favorites. Episode mm-hmm. 28 was Ribbit King and Other Strange Games. Another long episode because there is so much to talk about here, especially with Ribbit King, where uh, John and Kara came on to talk about their memories with a the game they thought no one had ever played before. But we also had Josh from Still Loading Podcast talk about a game that Neil will be buying any second now, Metal Arms Glitch in the System. <laughs> I can't wait to buy Metal Arms. I'm looking for that game. I can't wait for the <laughs> retro video game stores to reopen again so I can do game hunting. <laughs> but we also covered on episode 29, movie tie-ins from 2001 to 2002. We also had Dan, friend of the show, join in to talk about uh, Free Smash and what's going on in the Melee community that week. None of those games that week I really want to pick up. So that was a <laughs> bit of a, a dead zone, but a bunch of movies that I want to watch now. So that was fun. And finally, episode 30 was the Polar Express and other Christmas games episode where we talked about the Polar Express, the movie, the game, the book. And we talked about some of our favorite Christmas uh, games like Arkham Origins and Home Alone. And that's it, Neil. That's our speed run. Whew, that was a big, uh, big highlight list there, Mike. Whew, that was that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, I felt like I was doing like a little Rocky montage. <laughs> training in the mountains running up the steps doing some push-ups <laughs> all right so mike let, let's let's just go through the year a little bit and talk about maybe our highlights obviously we've now done 32 weeks of this podcast our first episode was on may 12th 2020 and going back just to see what we've done is just incredible to see that in seven months we've you know we just passed 5,000 downloads which is very exciting and actually we are at about 7,000 downloads now now that we're uh recording this episode so pretty pretty cool neil Wow, that's that's crazy. I didn't think, honestly, when we decided that we were going to do this, I guess it was back in March or April now, I didn't think we were going to get more than 50, up, 50 downloads a week or something. I didn't think <laughs> no. it was going to get to be hundreds of people downloading it and getting comments and fan mail. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, we, so much fun. We're even on all these podcast services that I wasn't expecting. I knew that we were going to be on Spotify and Apple and eventually YouTube. But, you know, we, we've joined on to iHeartRadio and CastBox and Podbean and Google Podcasts. It's just a whole bunch of avenues that I didn't even know existed. That Same. It, it's just a great way to get our get our name out there for more people to find us. Yeah. No, it's been really exciting. It's been honestly a blessing to be able to do all this and uh, super grateful for all the, the fan mail we've gotten and uh, mm-hmm. just all the encouragement we've gotten. Just just people being so nice and uh, and, and just saying how much they, they love listening, which is something I don't think – I would have ever expected from anyone, <laughs> even <Yeah>. my friends, to say. <laughs> and also just the fact that uh, we've gotten a lot. I personally have gotten a lot of messages from people saying how much we've grown in the past 30 episodes. You know, mm-hmm. starting from the first episode, which you said earlier, was obviously a bit rough. And going to the last episode, Polar Express, it's uh, it's been quite the journey. Yeah, I mean, we found a way to make it easier to, to record. We, we set up a more... A better schedule. We know how to talk now. We we know how to talk a little bit better. We've cut out so many ums and likes. That's one of the things this year that off mic, you and I have talked about just, you know, hey, you need to stop saying this or you need to say this less or say this more. And it's been a great way to improve public speaking. Even though we're not talking in front of people live, we are, you know, we do know that people listen and people enjoy it and they're listening to it at work. So we want to make sure that it's good content. There's not too many pauses or breaks and it's not just, we're not repeating ourselves. So that's been a huge learning experience for for me personally, and I know for you as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think I think now is a good time to yeah to talk about some of our highlights of the episodes. Obviously, we just said all thirty as fast as we could. But Neil, what are some of your favorite episodes and favorite moments from episodes this year? My favorite episode to go back and listen to was is uh, Super Mario Sunshine. Yeah, 
I just think that that's such a good production. Like it's it's it was staged like a radio show, and everything was edited together so beautifully. Mike, you did a great job. I can't tell you. I tell you that all the time. <laughs> I go back and listen to it from time to time just to listen to the jingles and and everything. The mailbag. I love that part. And, and Toadsworth's eulogy. Um, that was what. That's what, honestly one of my favorite moments was reading Toadsworth's eulogy and then going into the mailbag. I thought that was just a really funny thing to do. We like to try to make this show a little bit entertaining as well, which. I think we do a pretty good job of balancing entertainment with with facts about the GameCube. I think we do, and I think I think that was our our, our best moment too, is with Sunshine. That was a lot of fun to record, and and I've had a lot of people say that they had a lot of fun listening to that as well. I think some of my favorite episode moments for me was I think on the soccer episode, just listening, going back and listening to that. It's really funny. <laughs> Oh yeah, just I haven't listened to that one in a long our time. Our interactions with Marty on that, especially Ronaldinho, is, <laughs> you're like, oh, I love, I love his work. <laughs> it's 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 honestly like very funny to to listen back to. Uh, I I really like the Star Fox episode with Jed. I had a lot of fun doing that one. Uh, I one of my favorite moments is when I left the room in the hit and run episode, and you, Harrison, and John were just talking about uh, Lunchables in the two thousands, <laughs> and and the <laughs> did, did that make it into the final cut? It did, yeah, and that's and the ice cream, like the the wooden stick that you would get that would break off. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> it, it see it's li- it's little it's little things like that that make this podcast great. How we're just talking about little things from the two thousands that we haven't thought about in almost twenty years. That yeah. Then you just remember again because someone says one thing and it just sparks a whole slew of memories that is just really fun to do. I, I completely forgot about that conversation. That's one of the things I need to do better at is I keep forgetting the things that we discuss on the openings of these shows. Recording these episodes is fun and sometimes like the episodes come out, they all come out great in my opinion. Every time I listen to an episode, I always think, man, we did a really great job at this specific conversation or this specific game. We covered it really well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the most fun episodes I have I had to record were probably the three most were Spider-Man, Tony Hawk, and actually, I really enjoyed the BMX Triple X, the Extreme Sports yes. episode. Th- that was, uh, I got to say, I was so impressed with the amount of knowledge that Victor and Gavin brought to that episode. Because, like, you know, not to downplay our guests, but oftentimes our, our guests will come on and we're really just looking for their memories. We're, we're seeing, we're just, you know, we're just here to have a casual conversation most of the time. Mm-hmm. If you have research, great, bring it. But if you don't, that's fine. We just want to get a conversation going because that's what this episode or that's what this podcast is about. It's about good conversations. Mm-hmm. But with the extreme sports episode, Victor and Gavin set the bar super high. They killed it with the stuff that yeah. they brought because you and I, Neil, like we know maybe the SXX games, but like other than that, we've never played like any of these games. No, the inline skating games and, and BMX games are a complete blind spot for me. So that's why we need to have guests on. Otherwise, we're just going to get us talking about how weird every game looks to us because we're just outsiders looking in. Victor bringing that that, uh, that that clip from the guy outside the strip club for BMX Triple X. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> that was good. so funny. Yeah, I would, I would have had no idea that that game existed if we didn't do this podcast. And that's been a really big highlight for me is just uncovering all these new games, adding them to my list of games to buy, which is both good and bad, I suppose. <laughs> But one of one of my highlights as well, outside of recording and listening to the show, is actually interacting with listeners on social media. Yes. Um, just just finding out, you know, I've said it before, but just finding out someone from another country or from another city or continent even is listening to us talk about, you know, whatever, like Scooby-Doo or something <laughs> while they're driving to work or while they're working a night shift is just something that I never thought would happen. And it's just such a cool accomplishment that you and I have both made this year and, and I, I couldn't I, I didn't think that this was going to be the way 2020 ended in in, a, in the best way possible yeah no honestly I think uh 
I think this is, I hope that we brought joy to everyone uh, in 2020 and, and made 2020 just a little more bearable. Yeah, that, that's been like one of the goals for sure is just to make it not suck too much because it has. <laughs> and I have to say one more thing before we move on to other things about 2020 that we liked. Um, can't move on without giving a shout out to all the other podcasters and creators that have given us shout outs yeah. on their shows or let us on their shows or come on our shows. Um, there's been Game Punks, Slimecast, Gaming Memories. That was a lot of fun. Uh, Sensibly Cynical let me join his show a couple months ago. Um, Still Loading Podcast, Josh from the Still Loading Podcast recently joined our show to talk about Metal Arms. So there's just all these creators out there that are doing just as much work, if not more work, than we are to put into their show. And it's, it's really cool to see this little tight-knit community of almost like an ind- indie band scene, like indie music. <laughs> We're like the indie music of podcasting. How they, <laughs> You know, obviously there's the big guns, like there's there's IGN and Kind of Funny and Rooster Teeth out there that are just making millions of dollars doing their – or Joe Rogan – doing their millions of dollars making podcasts. And then there's just this small, tight-knit community of, of podcasters that are making – content that they love for just a few hundred people every week and it's it's really cool to see yeah yeah no i i 100 agree and yeah special shout out to you already said it but special shout out to the game punks who have been supporting us really since day one and yeah. uh and and are such nice nice people like honestly they they are amazing and they have a lot of love for a lot of these games and it was so cool to have them on for resident evil that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. learning about the director who was deaf like the yeah. sound director or whatever that was the crazy. music composer yeah. yeah that was funny <laughs> again just things that we would not have found on our own unless we really dug extra deep in magazines or old newspaper articles but yeah thank you ryan we, and ben for for mm-hmm. for all your support yeah and and every time we post an episode they always share it on their story as well which has been great <laughs> but anyway mike let's let's move over now to just other things outside of our podcast if, if that now's a good time i think so i think this is time for our 2020 recap let's just talk about what do we like? What 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 do we like? What do we hate? What what would we rate it? You know, I don't know. <laughs> okay, sure. So I thought maybe we'd break it down into uh, let's talk about a few games, a few movies, a few shows, maybe sure. some music, and then yeah, I, I mean, rate, giving the year a rating is kind of. <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. So let's keep this with games that were only released in 2020, just to keep it simple. Since obviously you sure. and I, we've done a lot of gaming of GameCube games this year. Those games were all released 18 years ago. So let's talk about games that were released in 2020. I'll start off. I have sure. three games here if you want. So do I. Um, cool. Perfect. So to start off the year, the first game I bought in 2020, I think, was on March 4th, 2020. Uh, it was a Twin Breaker, hmm. which is a uh, 2D brick-breaking game. Um, it's a, it's just an indie indie game on uh, the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. I only played it for about a week, and I platinumed it. It's a very quick platinum <laughs> Um, developed by Lilymo Games and East Asia Soft. It was developed actually by a podcaster that I've listened to for the last uh, seven years, approximately. Oh, cool. uh, Colin Mortiarty, who used to work for IGN. Now he's on his own. Um, he's a huge PlayStation guy. Yeah, that, that's like all he covers is PlayStation, which I know is funny that that's what I listen to. <laughs> but uh, I highly recommend if, if you're a fan of just a 2D simple game, sort of like an NES brick-breaking game or something you may have played on your dad's BlackBerry back in the day. Mike, you and I used to that's play brick-breaking That's all I – yeah, when you said that, I was like – I was like, all I'm thinking of right now is brick-breaker and the BlackBerry. It's exactly that, but it's that with a story. They added a story Ooh, to okay. it. okay. <laughs> and there's boss fights. There's like – there's level. There's multiplayer – um, it, it takes brick breaking to the next level to me, at least I never really played too many brick breaking games and I was mm. super addicted to it for a week. Cool. What, what other, what other uh, games do you have there? Uh, sure. Yeah. The next game on my list here is the last of us part two, of course, mm-hmm. was released on June 19th, uh, PlayStation four exclusive, uh, naughty dog game, obviously a follow-up to one of the biggest games of last generation on PlayStation three. I know that this is a very divisive game and, uh, it has its problems and it has its, 
Um, there's obviously a huge um, controversy over it if it's being too social justice and the writing being off and the development team being so staggered. But I, I thought it was a great game, an experience, story, writing, acting. Laura Bailey doing a great job as Abby. Um, even though Abby was very jacked in the game, I found that being very distracting. <laughs> but the ending was just so powerful. Um, mm-hmm. Just the fight at the I'm not going to we're not going to spoil yeah, yeah, it, but spoil. it was just so gritty and so just. I don't know. I'm, I'm always horrified of post-apocalyptic stories, and a lot of them just go too obscure and too obtuse, like something like I Am Legend. I never can see that happening. But something like The Last of Us, I can see mankind going down to that point mm-hmm. if it gets very bad. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my last game on my list here for 2020 was Tony Hawk 1 and 2 Remake for the PlayStation 4. Of course. It came out on September 4th, and it got me right back into skateboarding. <laughs> uh, right around the same time that we released our Tony Hawk episode, and then uh, a few weeks later, I was back on my skateboard, which I haven't done in, in 13 years or something, trying to do an ollie again. But uh, mm-hmm. the Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 is just such a good remake for those original games. And uh, I'd highly recommend anybody who liked the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games on PS1 mm-hmm. or PS2 or GameCube uh, should pick those games up as soon as possible. Yeah, I, I have not played those games yet, but I'm dying to do so. Nice. So those are my high my praise games for the year, Mike. What what would your your games be for twenty twenty? Well, of course, I had Last of Us Part Two as well. I thought that was mm-hmm. a terrific game. Uh, I remember someone asking me, it might have been you, uh, uh, what was your anger level after playing it or something like that. And I was like, well, okay. my anger level is is a ten, but not towards the game, towards the the, the reviews. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you and I, I had problems with with the game, but it it wasn't the problems that everyone was was uh, was talking about. So that's that I was like, come on. Uh, but yeah, a lot of issues, but the the great parts really outweighed everything. And I love you know I love The Godfather. It's my favorite movie. I love The Godfather Part Two. It's equally as good. And Last of Us One and Two are very comparable to that. And also. Godfather Part 2, like we talked about in one of our opening segments at some point in one of the episodes, uh, Neil Druckmann, is that his name? Yep. Uh, he that His main inspiration was The Godfather Part 2 for Last mm-hmm. of Us Part 2, uh, which which when I read that at the end, I was like, ah, I, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> you saw right through it, yeah. <laughs> which, yeah. I mean, that's what makes it so good, right? It's, a, it's just like the, it's, yeah, I'm not going to spoil anything. <laughs> Uh, and my other games were Animal Crossing, of course. Of course. Uh, I put more games into Animal Crossing than anything else on my Switch, including Breath of the Wild, which was a, a pretty tough task because I think Breath of the Wild had 190 hours for me. So, <laughs> How many hours are you at now with Animal Crossing? 220, I think. I haven't played for a while. But, uh, and our That's friend, actually low. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Our, our friend Brennan has about 800. So, That's insane. Uh, it's, you know, it's, an, it's an easy game to spend time on, and it's so much fun so many updates so much work so much love went into that game mm-hmm. it is really the the it's the true successor to the gamecube title as we said uh many times in episode 18 go check that one out but yeah animal crossing is is um is up there for sure for game of the year and it's just an unbelievable game cool. uh, and fall guys is my third game and fall guys is just such a cool indie game that came out and took the world by storm kind of you know just like a, a fortnight i hate using that word but it's just like a it's like a fortnight mini games almost right because it's a mm-hmm. uh, battle royale style and you're just you know you're just these beans falling over each other and i know it's one player so it's it doesn't have that multiplayer aspect when you're in like a for coach co-op but i gotta say it is so much fun being in a room with someone playing that game 
because it's just so ridiculous to watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and honestly so much fun. And for like just a small game that came out and they got a wave of popularity. Gotta always give some shout out to indie games. So yeah, Fall Guys, just a, a hilarious, awesome game. Yeah, Fall Guys is one of those games I played it at your house earlier this year, and that's just one of those games that I love that's again, it's trapped in the indie sphere, but it, it ends up being huge. Yeah. And it's the type of game that would have been big on GameCube. Just because or yes. um, it would have been a mode in a GameCube game where you play as a thousand Pikmins running down a hill or something. <laughs> but they've made an entire game about that and they yeah. put it out for free on PlayStation and everyone jumped on it. It's become an internet sensation yeah. because of that. And it, it's it's a really neat way that video games have, have jumped into the pop culture I guess, the spotlight. Yeah, yeah, mainstream. Exactly. Cool. Well, I think that's good for video games then. And let's right. quickly talk about some of these other uh, other mediums that we've uh, we've experienced. No concerts this year, unfortunately, Neil. Just one. We saw Pew 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 in early January. Oh, yeah, I guess that's right. <laughs> Concert of the year was Pew Pew Concert Pew at the Horseshoe Tavern on January. That was your birthday, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it was my actual birthday. So let's move on to movies then, Mike. Did you watch any new movies this year? I did. I saw Tenet in theaters and I couldn't understand anything anyone was saying. Me too. It was good. Yeah, I don't know what's with Christopher Nolan's sound design. but uh, yeah. And then I watched a movie called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Uh, which was on Uh-oh. Netflix. It, yeah, the, the the title has nothing to do with the movie. So it's, okay. yeah, I know. I was like, what? It's a surreal uh, movie. Um, it's, I honestly don't know how to describe it. Like, I honestly have no idea how I could describe the plot. It was, it was okay. There was a lot of dialogue. Um, okay. There was a 30 minute scene of them driving in a snowstorm. Uh, so that, that I was like, okay, this is, I like boring movies, but (laughs) this is a little too much for me. Um, It's too close to home being from Canada. And then I just watched uh, a movie that uh, came to Netflix, uh, very recently and it's called Mank, uh, starring Gary Oldman and Amanda Seyfried. Seyfried? Um, but I love Gary Oldman. I think he's fantastic. I know you love Gary Oldman as well. Yep. Uh, as he obviously is in two of our favorite franchises. And I think we, we both agree that Gary Oldman is the unsung hero of The Dark Knight. Yeah, absolutely. Like he, he plays – like that's a tough character to play. I mean just to, just to be Chief Gordon, just got to be hell. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then also be Sirius Black. Yeah, like, at the same time, that's right. And <laughs> he was, of course, Winston Churchill in The Darkest Hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's yeah, he's a very good actor. I love Gary Oldman. Yeah, and uh, and so he plays Mank, who's a screenwriter, and it's actually about it's a movie about a movie. It's about making Citizen Kane, uh, often considered one of the the pinnacles of, of film, uh, and it's you know from the '40s, so it's an old movie. And mm-hmm. the way they did Mank was really really good. It was very interesting. So I definitely recommend yeah. that. I'm sure it'll get some nominations, but. Uh, that's probably my movie of the year, but I haven't seen many movies this year, to be honest. Me neither. I I don't I didn't really know what to talk about with this topic. Really, <laughs> I I saw Tenet as well, just like you. I thought the plot was really confusing uh, visually. Such a great trip, yeah. Christopher Nolan. All of his movies um, stack up really well next to each other. So I, I didn't have anything bad to say about it. I just feel like I wasn't smart enough to see it, or I need to see it six more times. That's the excuse that everybody makes when they don't understand a movie. Yeah. You just have to watch it a bunch of times, <laughs> and eventually you'll get it. Um, I also saw Onward, which was the Pixar movie. Oh, I uh, saw that out, too, actually. Yeah. yeah, it came out on Disney Plus, uh, straight to Disney Plus around Easter time. I saw that one uh, right when it came out. I, I enjoyed it. I like Pixar films. I like yeah. Disney films. Uh, just a nice little movie about, you know, brotherly love, just like Mike and Neil, you know, on a quest. <laughs> yeah, um, no, that, that was I, that was a decent movie. Yeah. 
yeah, that was a good movie of 2020. I think it's easy to it's just easy to forget this year what came out. I know. <laughs> so it's you know it's just been a bit of a blur. So it's nice to just kind of have this highlight to see what we liked. I also saw it's 2019, but I saw 1917 this year. Nice. The the, the war film. Great um, movie. Yeah, that was a late 2019 movie, so I'm going to count it as 2020. Yeah. Um, it came out in I think Christmas Day last year, but um, yeah, I would absolutely 100 percent uh recommend if you're a fan of war films. It's up there with like Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Uh, all one shot, which I love those movies. That That's was an really... amazing shot. The when he's like running over the mines. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, just running through running through the uh, the no man's land basically. And it was a cool little. Uh, um, it was cool to see the the who the general was who he went mm-hmm. to deliver it to. Won't spoil that, but uh, no that was a, that was a cool cameo. That was a cool. Yeah, it was a very neat movie. So I'd highly recommend those three films this year: Onward, Tenant, and uh, Nineteen Seventeen. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, there weren't too many movies this year. Hopefully next year there are more. Um, let's move into music, though, this year, Mike. This has been an interesting year for music because yeah. obviously there's been no concerts. So bands are kind of in this weird in-between of do we release an album, do we not, do we try and, you know, because obviously bands have to make their money by touring, yeah. and nobody can do that. So there's been a lot of live streams and uh, virtual concerts, but there have been a few random albums released here and there. So did you want me to go through uh, my favorite albums of the year first? I have three here. Go for it. Cool. So to start off, this actually this album came out before uh, before the pandemic started. Uh, my album of the year would be Spanish Love Songs. Uh, nice. That's the name of the band. Horrible uh, search engine optimization <laughs> with that band name. We talk about that all the time. Uh, their album is called Brave Faces Everyone. They're a, a band from Los Angeles, which Mike introduced me to in 2018, and I fell in love with them right away. Um, again, this is my album of the year. It, they're they're I'd call them like a sad emo punk band. Yeah. Uh, I, I love their songs. They're all very depressing songs. So if you're into uh, sad emo music, I'd highly recommend checking out that album. If you already if you already like that genre, you probably know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, I'd recommend giving it a listen. Uh, my second favorite album would be actually by a band called Stand Atlantic. I don't know if that's a, a band people like to hate, but <laughs> I've never even heard of them. Okay, cool. They're like a pop punk band from Sydney, Australia. Okay, I'm sure Marty's gonna have something to say about this. They're in that same vein of like Newfound Glory. Um, simple plan, like just, you know, very pop punky. Uh, they have a female singer though. So that makes them kind of different. Uh, I'd love to see them live when I can eventually, uh, see their shows. I just got into them this year. So that's kind of why I, uh, I enjoyed listening to them. I also had, I had them on my running playlist for most of the year as well. So that helped boost up their stats for me. And then my last uh, album on my list here is by, uh, an artist called named Brian Fallon. Yeah. He's the lead singer for Gaslight Anthem. Exactly. Yeah, he put out a uh, acoustic solo album this year called Local Honey. Very cool. Um, kind of like folk acoustic, acoustic mu- uh, music. I've listened to it a bunch. It's nice, just chill music when you want to sit, play a video game, or just fall asleep to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, all the songs are very nice to listen to, and it's just a good change up after listening to some sad emo music and pop punk. Nice. So yeah, those are my three albums of 2020. Cool. For me, I have a, a couple albums. There's a lot of good music that came out in 2020, for, at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably my album of the year was Jeff Rosenstock's No Dream. Uh, Neil and cool. I both love Jeff Rosenstock, originally from Bomb the Music Industry. Mm-hmm. Um, he always His albums are always great, and this one just really, really was good <laughs> this year. And I just, just mm-hmm. hit, a, hit the right chord. I also really enjoyed Run the Jewels' album, Run the Jewels 4, which I thought was really good. I had listened to their first album, but never really the, the other two. And this one kind of was... Uh, was well done. Zach DeLaRocca is on one of the tracks and kills it. Hmm. Uh, love cool. anything rage. Uh, and, uh, and also was like very timely too, when it came out. Uh, 
Phoebe Bridgers, who Neil and I also uh, love, uh, her album Punisher came out this year, and right. I thought it was a really good follow up to her to her first album, to her debut album. She did a great job on it, and yeah, really well done overall. And my last album that I have to talk about is a woman by the name of Emmy the Great. I guarantee no one knows who she is because I never find anything about her anywhere. She has no. been making music for quite a while now. And she just had a baby, I think, in, in like February or something early in the year. Okay. And she posted uh, online. She was like, yeah, so I have this like these tracks that I I recorded uh, like last year. I mean, like working on an album. I think I'm I think I'm going to just make this album. And I think this is going to be my last album for a while. Oh, and wow. and when she said that, that actually made me like her so much more because <laughs> just the fact that she's like, you know what? I think this is good for now. Mm-hmm. Like I have so much respect for someone who can do that. Yeah. Like honestly, I would rather you do that <laughs> than yeah. than attempt to just like churn out album after album because her albums are very personal. They're very, they're they're never just like just you know throwing out filler tracks. They're always about something. Mm-hmm. And and I think her mind was like, you know what? I'm I got other stuff to do right now. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm I I have this this story I want to say. And I'm not going to say another story until I feel the time is right. So I got to give her credit on uh, on the album April. Oh, nice. I, I need to check that out. I have not heard of that artist or album before, like you said. Um, very... Yeah, she's like a folk artist kind of. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know how to put her, but yeah, she's um, it's it's a it's a good. It feels like kind of an ending album, and it, and mm-hmm. it's a good one. I'm always amazed that artists that have kids and you know more than one kid and then they continue to tour and they continue to put out albums like that's why I think she was like I'm good (laughs) yeah right I know that some some artists they they love their music and I get that they like to record I know fans like to see like to see their their favorite musician perform in in concert in their in their city but whenever I see like the bands I listen to are all very small and when I see that the lead singer or someone one of one of the members of the band has a kid I kind of put in my brain like okay they shouldn't tour for the next few years. And when they don't, I'm a little bit happier at that because it means that the odds are that they're home with their kid. They're yeah. raising their kids. They're, they're being a dad. And I like that. Or that's, a mom. And that's exactly so, what I'm thinking with her too. Yeah. Kind of like Adele. Adele did the same thing too. Yeah. After her last album, which I, I respect that. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Like, like I said, I, I respect that so much more. Just like, it's okay. It's okay to not make music every, mm-hmm. like you don't have to put something out constantly. Uh, no. you, you don't have to saturate yourself really. Um, you mean like how sense. we put out a weekly podcast? Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, of, I often find like I almost get bogged down when like an artist will keep putting stuff out all the time. It's like I, I get it. I, you know, I, I see you're trying to like get as many streams of revenue for yourself. I understand. Mm-hmm. I just that's just my personal feeling. I get it. I I listen to one artist, Passenger. He's the folk acoustic guitar player from from England. I love his music. I, I don't know if that's again. I don't know what the popular opinion of him is, but uh, he puts out an album every single year. Yeah, yeah. Like is... since two since two thousand nine, I think he's had an album a year. Yeah, and impressive. And I listen to all of them, but it's just like, man, how do you, how are you doing that? Because also get, the like... fact is like when when an artist does have a break, uh, it's I don't know for me the the next album is so much more impactful. Yes. Right. It, absolutely. It, it it gives it gives it a different meaning behind it because you know that that person has done something, has gone through something, has like changed their life, like something has happened. So now when they write about something else, they if they have new material. 
I know, Mike, I know that you're trying to reference that Simple Plan have not put out an album in five years. And that's what you're talking about, right? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's it right there. <laughs> Very excited for the next album. Uh, it'll be six years since their last one. So that's a long time. Wow. Yeah, that's a good uh, good wrap up for music. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know if you want to talk about TV shows this year, but I, I don't watch any TV <laughs> shows. So I have Seinfeld on TV shows of 2020. I got three TV shows to talk about. I okay. watched a mini series called The Undoing. Uh, it was very good. The ending was okay, but the, the rest of it was very good, starring Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. There's uh, The Boys, which I thought was really well done, and I was it's filmed in Toronto, and that was the only reason I watched it, but it turns out it's a, quite a good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I watched Space Force, which was not a good show. That was terrible. Uh, that, that, that's the uh, Steve Carell show, right? That's the Steve Carell show. That's his return to comedy, and it uh, has an amazing cast, but fell very flat. So that was Netflix definitely interfering too much on that one. So we will see what happens for season two because they just announced that it is coming back. I guess it did well enough. I'll just keep watching The Office on Netflix. I think that's what I'll do. Oh, uh, it's gone from Netflix next year. Oh God, I'm gonna have to buy the DVDs. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for letting me know before they shoot up in price. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So, Mike, before we close out the episode, I just want to ask you just if you could name three things that happened this year that were your favorite events. They don't have to, you don't have to go into it. Oh, just God. maybe three things that you're glad, you know, that stand out to you in 2020 that happened okay. off the top of your head. Well, number one's got to be starting a podcast. Nice. Let's say I, I, it's probably the biggest event that uh, of, all time. Uh, that, of all time. Of all time. Number two has got to be starting my own business. So, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that was kind of interesting <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah. And it's been a, cool. uh, a lot of uh, good learning experience and I've had a lot of fun doing it and kind of being my own boss. Mm-hmm. And number three is, uh, oh, getting a foster cat. We're, yeah. We have a little foster cat here named Max. And uh, Max. who knows how long he'll be with us, uh, but we love him very much. And uh, and he is definitely in the top three things that have happened in 2020. He's got a great little social media presence there. I come and see him all the time. He has a white mustache and I appreciate that. It looks like he's supporting Movember all year. Yeah, he's got a perfectly symmetrical mustache, which is it's, so strange. It's very unattainable for the average man to get that, and just this cat has it. You know, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it, it's it's like he's gloating. It's like it's like he's like rubbing it in your face. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my three things when I think of 2020, um, I'll, I'll start off with the same one you had, which was yeah, starting a podcast. This has been such a cool experience, just from start to finish, to go from talking on Discord, hey, we should start a podcast, and then a few weeks before buying microphones and. And setting up a schedule and a list of, of games that we're going to talk about each each week and and uh, setting ourselves up on Spotify and, and Instagram. Been just a really cool experience to watch it grow and to have this weekly passion project to work on um, every week with my best buddy. So yeah, that's a huge highlight of 2020. Also, before before we started this podcast, Mike, you and I were planning on playing live music together more this year as yeah. opposed to podcasting. <laughs> I mean, one day we still will, but... Definitely. But we actually did. We played one gig this year. We played on Valentine's Day, I think, or the day before Valentine's Day at, uh, at a, on, in Liberty Village in Toronto. And uh, that was our first gig ever playing live, and that was a lot of fun. And I hope that we do get to play some more live music in the future because it's such a great experience to perform live. This has been a great alternative this year to kind of put our voice mm-hmm. out into on the internet. It's kind of a an alternative to playing live. We'll we'll try and balance the two uh, once once bars and clubs reopen. Twenty twenty nine, baby. Twenty twenty nine. If if not all the clubs are closed by then, one <laughs> by one in the news they keep closing. Yeah, don't worry, um, Amazon will take over everything. And uh, then my uh, my other highlight of twenty twenty is uh, I am no longer single, which is a big deal for me. <laughs> there you go. That's a big deal. Yeah, that is a that's a very big deal for me. I've I've been single, uh, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a nerd. I was single for eight years. So. Uh, met my girlfriend this year on a dating app and we've been going out now for four months. I'm not going to pimp the, uh, the app that we use unless they pay us. 
I'll work on that later. But nice. um, anyway, it's been a lot of fun. We see each other like two or three times a week. She listens to the show, so she'll probably hear this. And uh, yeah, so those are my three highlights of the year. Those are awesome highlights, Neil. Thank you, sir. So, Mike, uh, this has been a fun recap of 2020, but uh, next week we're still going to be off no GameCube episodes, but why don't you let the listeners know what they can expect on episode 30.5, Side Mission Part 3 of the GameCube with School podcast. For sure. So, Side Mission 3, we're going to be talking about just presents. <laughs> really, <laughs> just getting games, consoles as presents, as gifts during the holiday season, obviously, is, is when we're putting this out, and it will be out Christmas Eve, which is when most people will be gearing up for the christmas day opening of some consoles maybe some mm-hmm. xbox ones probably hopefully not but some ps5s hopefully <laughs> that would be good if uh, you get an xbox one for christmas <laughs> this year <laughs> yeah <we're>... <laughs> <laughs> i don't know is it called xbox one What's no the... it's called the xbox series x oh yeah because xbox is really good at naming things i forgot yeah. about that forgot That's right they're almost as good as us <laughs> almost hopefully hopefully you receive a switch or maybe maybe some people will receive GameCubes for christmas this year mike you never know i would love for someone to get a game GameCube for if, christmas if you receive a GameCube for Christmas this year, please let us know. We would love to hear about it. It would be amazing. But yeah, uh, stay tuned for that episode. And we hope everyone has a very Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah and all the rest. Yes, Mike. And uh, also celebrate Festivus too on December 23rd. But until then, this was episode 30.5, part two of the GameCube is Cool podcast, Side Missions. We have new episodes every Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We're the number one GameCube podcast on the internet. We're here to look back on all 555 North American GameCube games, one by one, sometimes 12 by 12. Check out our website, thegamecubewascool.com, to find out all of our new episodes, write us reviews, check out our social media pages, and our lovely store. Tell your friends, family, and Uber driver about us. Tell Stan, Neil says hi. Until then, we will see you next week. Take care. Bye.